Father, I do thank you this day for the Word of God. Now, I thank you. The hand of the Lord is upon me. I thank you that the anointing of Almighty God is upon me to preach this Word. Now, I thank you that on the other end, on those that hear me, the anointing of God's there for them to understand this day. Clear, clearly understand that they may walk in your precepts and walk in your victory every day of their life. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. You find Matthew 16. Praise God. This day I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God and His unconditional love. Now understand this. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is the same thing. Now we have separated them out and we said that the kingdom of heaven is when you get to heaven but you'll never be any more in heaven than you are right now. If you don't belong to the kingdom of heaven right now, when you get to heaven, it'll be too late. You must be born into this kingdom. Amen? Amen. Jesus said in Colossians 1.13, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Almighty God. You're in the kingdom now. You're in the kingdom of heaven. See, we boiled the kingdom of heaven down till you can get there after you die and you'll have eternal life and it don't mean anything like that. Anytime you read about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven or heaven, discount that as you're in it right now. Now don't, don't count on something. On, thank God for one day we'll meet Jesus. Thank God we'll meet. That is the icing on the cake. But we need the cake right now. Hallelujah. This Bible was not written for you to learn how to live in heaven. Amen. See, how many of you ever heard that? Well, he's going to teach us how to live in heaven around. No, no. This Bible's for down here. Amen. This kingdom of God is for you right now. Praise God. Praise God. So the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is the same identical thing. Now, to understand how the kingdom works... We have said, we faith people that teach faith, we say it operates by faith. But that's really not right. Now it's partially right, but it's really not right. The kingdom of God operates on unconditional love. And you get into it with your faith, but you've got to believe in how much God loves you. You got to believe in how much he sent his son to die for you. You've got to see your faith. If you understand how much God loves you, it's no trouble to believe for your healing. It's no trouble to believe for a new house, new car. See, we think, oh my God, if I could just get me a new home. Oh, if I could get out of this old rattle trap car, God. If we could, if we, if we, if we. See, when you understand what God has past tense, already past tense, done for you, why? Because he's in love with you. See, most folks think God, uh, uh, every time they do something wrong, he, 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 you know, he gets upset. How many of you know God's the same yesterday, today, and forever? He ain't happy one day and mad the next. And he ain't upset with you one day 
and one day you've done something so well-pleasing, oh my God, God just loves me today. See, if you got that kind of thinking, and which we do, then you're thinking wrong. People's always trying to do something to please God. Do you know you're already well-pleasing to God? If he don't like the way you are, blame himself. He's the one who created you. See, you got to think like that. If you don't, you will always be in the works trying to do something to be in right standing. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already made you well-pleasing. He has extended in this kingdom of God It operates by unconditional love with no strings attached. Now you got to understand that. See, that'll that'll cause your faith to work. I got faith in what God, how much He loved me. How much He loved me? He sent Jesus to the cross, laid on Him the sickness of us all, laid on Him the sin. I don't have to worry about sin. Lady told me yesterday, bless God, said, I just can't get over that. Said, I heard, I heard you teach on that. But said, I, I, I'm telling you on the front, it's hard for me to believe that, that, that sin don't bother God. It don't bother God because he believes the blood of Jesus is paid for it. Now, you got to do something else to add to what Jesus has done for you. What do you got to do? Oh, I'm going to live right. I'm going to do all these things right. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Some of you are going to fail bad as I have. Huh? Oh, y'all didn't know I've ever failed? Well, I did. It was about 10 years, it was about 10 years ago. I, I just barely did. Unless you ask my wife. See? Amen? See, get this in your head. God does not want you thinking on sin. How I mispleased or displeased my Lord. Well, I hadn't prayed enough. Well, I, you know, I know you've been teaching, trying to get us to pray at least an hour. That's right, y'all too. That's fellowship with God. Amen. Amen. Well, I ain't been doing it. Well, I, well, so what? You're still pleasing to God. See, we don't think like that. We need to get our thinking straightened out that no matter what comes up, God's never, never, never gonna be without unconditional love to me. If I fail miserably, he's in love. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna give you the kingdom. Well, I got saved when I was 15, but I backslid. Well, I don't doubt that, and I don't blame you for doing it. Most of you ain't never heard enough word to even get you over 15. It looked more, it looked better out there in the world. It's looked better out there dancing, drinking, drugs, everything, sex, everything else looks 100% better than anything we ever told them. We need to tell them about God, the creator of the universe that offered them the best deal he can make. My good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And I'm going to try to come to church. Folks tell me that. I said, I don't need you. I don't need you. I ain't asking you to come to church. I ain't going to do nothing for you unless you come with the intentions of, 
uh, if you don't come with the intentions of hearing this word of God, with, that, with the intention of being a disciple of God, following that word, putting that word into practice for me. It ain't gonna do you no good anyway. Well, I've been going to church for 40 years. I go three times a week. Yeah, and you're still a baby Christian. You ain't never got out of the babyhood stage. Are you listening to me? You gotta understand something. If you don't understand how much God loves you, how much unconditionally he loves you, then your faith will always be in trying to get something. I'm trying to believe God for this. I'm trying to get him, you know, to do this for me. I want him to restore my relationship with my children. I want him to do, look, a God that's in love with you has already done that. All you gotta do is act on his love. He's in love with you. Unconditional. Matthew 16, 19th verse. Jesus, red letter, said, And I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Message Bible said, And you'll have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys, keys to open any and every door. Now listen to the last part. No more barrier between heaven and earth. Now you got to think like that. No more barrier. I'm in the kingdom. What kind of kingdom are you in? The kingdom of his unconditional love. It operates one way. Well, how am I going to get that unconditional love to work for me? By faith, my believing how much God loves you. How much he's in love with you. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said, teach us to pray. He said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven. Same way. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Whatever he has, we have. Now, if God told Abraham that he was possessor of heaven and earth, and Abraham was not in your class. He was not a born-again man. You're born again. He's the vine. You are the branch. Greater is he now that is in you. He said, bless God, now this kingdom, this kingdom, this unconditional love is in you. Romans 5, 5 said, said, the love of God's already been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. See, praise God. Praise God. If Abraham was possessor of heaven and earth, went on to say God was also possessor of heaven and earth. They as partners. That's what Jesus understood. See, he said, he had the wealth of God. When did he have it? Here in the earth? How come he had the wealth of God? Did he have a pile of it? No. Did he have gold and straight? No. But he knew anything God had, he had. You need to think like this. It is God's good pleasure, unconditional love that's done give you the kingdom. Look what that'll do to your faith. Boy laying there with 105 fever, what do you get done? You can get him healed. You can get him healed. How come? God's in love with that old boy. Say, yeah, but he ain't saved. God said, I so love the world. Heathens. God didn't send Jesus just for you. He sent it for the whole world. The whole world's been set aside and in legally right now every person in the world is saved. 
they'll go to hell without receiving the unconditional love that God has for them. Now let me read that again. You'll have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Praise God, praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans, the fifth chapter. Now he said, thy kingdom come. Do you know the kingdom has come? The minute Jesus was raised from the dead, the kingdom swung open. He told John, uh, uh, in John 3, 3, told Nicodemus, said, you must be born again to see this kingdom of God. You got to be born from above to get into the kingdom of God. Well, hallelujah, you've been born from above. You're in the kingdom now. Amen? Amen. Praise God, praise God. The kingdom of God is God's system. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 said, Satan is the God of this world system. Sin, sickness, disease, failure, poverty, prejudice, hate, everything, that's his realm. His way of doing something is, bless God, you've got to climb the corporate ladder and keep climbing and working until you get here. But God's system, he just reached down and snatched you up and he seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You started out on top. You started out with everything God has. You started out with the unconditional love that God has for you. Romans 5, first verse. Therefore being justified by faith, we've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also, also what? We have access by faith where to? Into the grace wherein we stand. Grace is God's unconditional love with no strings attached. Now, how am I going to get a hold to this grace, unconditional love? How am I going to? No strings attached. Now, if I get it in God's hands, no man can get it out. Would you agree with that? He said, if you get it in my hands, ain't nobody can pluck it out. Well, how am I? He said, by faith. What's my faith got? My faith's got to be in his unconditional grace and love. I got to understand how much he loved me. He loved me so much, he, he didn't give his best in giving Jesus. He gave the best of himself. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was one. Amen? He gave of himself. He gave, do you know he planted a seed? What kind of seed? He said if he hadn't planted a seed, you'd have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. He gave a seed. What kind of seed? A seed of himself and reproduced himself in you. You're now a God man, a God woman with unconditional love. I'm over here. Where are you standing? I'm standing in grace. Now read it for a second. By whom we have access by faith. Where? Into this grace wherein we stand. I'm standing in the middle of grace. How am I going to get this Ferris wheel to work? God's system, God's system. By faith, by faith in what? In his grace. Grace is unconditional love. No strings attached. Man, if I stop right there, we done heard enough word to, to kick two, two Shetland ponies over. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now listen to me. 
My faith is my hold on God. I done grabbed hold of God. By grace was you saved through faith. And that not yourself is a gift of God. He gave me the God kind of, now I done grabbed God. But something bigger than my faith done grabbed me. It's called the unconditional love of Almighty God. My faith reached out and believed in the grace. Bless God, but something grabbed me called grace and his hold on me is bigger than my little old hold of faith. You understand that? Nobody can get me out of God's hands. Nobody can remove me from the love of Almighty God. Unconditional. That's God's system. That's, that's his system. It runs one way. How's it run? By faith? No, it runs on unconditional love. How do I operate this system? By faith. By faith in what? How much he loved me. How much he loves me. See, how much he loves me. That I don't have to earn it. That I don't have to do something to be well pleasing to him. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to uh, Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Hebrews 13. 13th chapter and 20th verse. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. 13th chapter and 20th verse. But now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, how did he bring him from the dead? Through the, uh, from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hebrews 13, 20. How did he bring him from the dead? How come Jesus raised from the dead? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. 21st verse. Said, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Something's working in you. Working in you, what? That which is well pleasing in his sight. How many of you know you're well pleasing in his sight? Well, I'm trying to be blood of something. Well, you ain't going to make it. You ain't understanding what I'm saying. People, I, I, I was in a prayer line one time, and, and a fellow came in a wheelchair, and, and, and I asked him where he went to church, where you been going to church. And I knew that he went to a Pentecostal denominational church, and I knew his thinking. And I, I said, what do you want out of me? said, I want you to pray that God will heal me. I said, well, he's not going to heal you. And he broke down and cried. And he said, what have I done? What have I done? Now, he's 22 or 3 years old in a wheelchair, and he don't understand the love of God. He thinks but because he done something wrong, God ain't pleased with him. Do you know God don't ever change? Huh? He ain't mad today and happy in the morning. He's not happy when you do something or sad. I mean, God's not emotional. I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, I told him, I said, Jesus Christ couldn't get you healed. Why, what have I done? See, everybody's sin conscious instead of righteousness conscious. Do you know he was made sin for you who knew no sin that you could be made the righteousness and holiness of God? 
Do you know you're as holy as God? You've got the holiness of God. See, in 1 Corinthians 1, 13, see, this is foreign to folks. They just sit there and say, well, Solomon just, uh, uh, he done went off the deep end. I sure have. I believe in ultra grace. I believe in so much grace that God loves you so much. He ain't never gonna let nobody pluck you out of his hand. Once he's got a hold to you, it's over, folks. It's over. It's all over but to shouting. Amen. Well, what if I sin? Well, what if you do? You mean sin's gonna change God? See, God don't know it, but he put all the sin on Jesus Christ. Your past sin, your present sin, and your future sin. Sin is handled. Sin ain't bothering God, it's bothering preachers. If they didn't have the demon of alcohol or drugs or abortion, now they're big on abortion, talking down to some little old girl that's made a mistake. Instead of extending the love of Almighty God and saying, honey, I, I love you. See, you're supposed to love people as He loved you. See, if you don't know how He loved you, you can't operate on, on how to love other folks. Well, how did He love you? Unconditional. I said, what would happen? I told this boy in the wheelchair, what would happen if I'd pray for you? Well, I don't know. Well, Jesus can't help him. See, do no good to pray. If you prayed, he'd think, well, it wasn't God's will to heal him. And he'd go there, go, go from there unhealed, thinking it wasn't God's will to heal him. So I just told him, I said, now, you just roll your chair over there, and after service, I want you to talk to a certain man there that was over this healing school we was at at Ramah. Amen. Why? Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't have done a bit of good. Jesus Christ could have laid hands on him till his ever hair in his head fell off. Wouldn't done a bit of good. Amen. You cannot be helped if you think God's mad at you. You cannot be helped if you think you're not pleasing to God. Huh? Well, I go, you know, I'm, I got to go to, you know, I'm going to the throne of God, but I'm gonna slip up to the back door and get me some kind of handout like a hobo. He said for you to come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace. Why? Because he's got his arms wide open. 2 Corinthians 1.19 said God was personally present in Christ. One translation said hugging the world to himself. He ain't mad at nobody. Old Testament, they displeased him. But we ain't under the Old Testament. Not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. I mean, he put his own blood out there. God died for your sin. Do you believe that's enough to handle it? Or you gotta do something to improve on it? Well, I'm trying to do all I can. Well, I know it. You ought to do all you can. That's not what I'm saying. But whether you do, don't, or what, God's got unconditional love waiting on you. When do you need when you fail? When you've messed up? Instead of we Christians, us good, goody, goody Christians, pointing our finger at somebody and say, you, 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 you. Point your finger and say, you, 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 you. I'm gonna love you just like Jesus Christ loved you. Failure and all, the mess you're in, the things you've done wrong has done been paid for. God's got unconditional love for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God's grace is God's unconditional love with no strings attached. 
said he's made you well-pleasing. Where? In his sight. Do you believe Jesus done enough to handle your sin? Most Christians think he done enough up to the cross. See? No, he done it up to the cross and from east to the west it's already handled. You ain't got to be worried about sin. Well, Brother Sullen, you know, what about if I sin? Well, confess it. First John 1, 9. You've got the no fault clause. No fault. Why? I confess my sins and he's faithful and just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I press on towards the mark of the high calling. What's the high call? Living out of heaven. Living out of the kingdom of God. Instead of living out of the circumstance, the sickness, the poverty, the failure, or any of that junk, I got a right to live out of the unconditional love of God. God just loves me. Someone said, well, if God loved me, he'll heal me. No, God loves you so much, he's already past tense healed you. See, I'm not going to give Brenda everything I got. I'm not fixing to. Someone thinking in the mind, well, I don't blame you. No, I don't give her everything. God's not going to give you nothing. He's already given you the kingdom. He's saying, now listen, I got keys to this thing that'll unlock every door on faith, healing, prosperity, the love of God. See, one of the keys of God is unlocking the unconditional love, knowing he's in love with me. My faith's in that. My faith's in the unconditional love of God. Hallelujah. It ain't no way possible I not get healed. Huh? There's no way that my God is not already past tense met my ever need. The anointing of God's on every one of my tomorrows. <laughs> Hallelujah. Victory set on every one of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 3. Let me just read just for sake of time. Message Bible. said, I'm speaking to you out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given me. In His pure grace, He goes on to say, No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what He does for us not by what we are and what we can do for Him. You understand that? Not by works of righteousness you have done. Not by what you... How many of you know you, some of you ain't praying five minutes a day? Well, Brother Son, I know that's wrong. I do too. God wants a relationship with you. What am I going to do? Repent. Lord, forgive me. Bless God, I'm going to start praying more. God wants a relationship with you where you can talk to him and he can talk to you and lead and guide you into all truth. Amen? You can't do that. You can't do it if you're under condemnation. Romans 8, 2 said, Therefore there's now not one drop of condemnation in Christ. There ain't a drop of it. He ain't gonna condemn you. He say, well, how come I feel condemned? That's your spirit. He said, if your spirit condemns you, God is greater than your spirit. He's greater than that. Ain't you glad I ain't got to worry about failure? Ain't you got, you know, over in Romans, the fourth chapter, in the 15th verse, he talks about 
where there is no law, there is no way to break it. Do you know Jesus fulfilled the law? Did he finish it? He said it's finished. He said where there's no law, there's no transgression. See, we, we get saved. Now listen to us. We get saved. We get someone brought over in the kingdom. And, and they're in the kingdom of God. And then we teach them the Ten Commandments or some kind of law over here. Like you've got to keep all this to keep this working for you. And that's wrong as rain. If you, as long as you're trying to do it and trying to please God, you are a failure. Long as you're trying to fulfill the law, where there is no law, there's no transgression. In Montana, they don't have they don't have a speeding law up there. Do you know you can run 500 miles an hour if you can, and you won't get arrested? Why? They ain't got no law, no speed law. You know God ain't got no law. You say, ain't love a lot? No, love is a realm you can get in. I can stand in the unconditional love of God. Yeah, but Brother Sullivan, you know, the other day, I was, in, I was hunting the other day, my friend, and you know, man, we got to run around, and I got nervous, and I shot a deer and missed him, and you know, I told my friend, I said, give me a dip of that skull. And I've just felt so bad ever since. You know, skull don't separate you from God. Now, wouldn't that, that, see, when you put the light on something, you see how ignorant that is. Well, Brother Sullivan, I said, I said, a lady told me yesterday, said, other day, I said, damn. I said, oh, you didn't do that, did you? My God. Yeah, I said, I ain't even want, she's going to tune up and cry about it. Like that broke, said, well, that broke fellowship. No, I didn't break no fellowship. God's one made the fellowship, and he's the only one can break it. You can't. I said, God don't want you damning things. How come? He don't want to damn nothing. He wants to bless something. He wants you damning things. It ain't what if he said damn? What's the difference to me? Huh? I know when I first got saved, I wouldn't even say heck. I was going to church, and, and one time I said heck, and they all looked at me. Oh, my God, I'd done it then. My God, they'll have the altar call on me. My God, I don't know if God will ever forgive me. I said, heck. I didn't mean to, Lord. Lord, I, it slipped out. There's some of that old junk. Is in. I was preaching. When I was first time, I was preaching. I stand up and preaching, and when I was preaching, I cussed. Say, what'd God do? Strike you down? He didn't do nothing. Didn't nobody, didn't nobody there even hear what I said. I asked two or three of them after, sir. Man, I stepped out, bless God, and there's more anointing after I said that than it was before. My God. Amen. Things that bother preachers don't bother God. Things that bother preachers and preach on sin and abortion and all that, and all that kind of junk. Bless God, God's not interested in that. He wants you to get in the kingdom and learn his system. What kind? By faith I entered into his unconditional love. 
He wants your righteousness conscious, not sin conscious. Do you know this day that it is a finished work? John 3, 16. For God so loved. You ever seen someone is so loved? Huh? You ever loved someone so? Huh? You ever heard Merle Haggard? Don't, I'm so in love. Mm-hmm. How many of you know God's so in love? Amen. You ever heard Jerry Lee Lewis? I heard him the other day. He's singing, singing on one thing. Oh, it's not, her, it's not her heart, Lord. It's her mind. She didn't mean to be unkind. Why, she even woke me up to say goodbye. She loves, she loves me, but her bread ain't done. She loves me, but her cheese done slid off her cracker. You know what I'm saying? Her elevator don't go, there's something wrong with her head. It ain't her heart, Lord. You understand what I'm saying? God's in love, folks. He can't help it. When I was out in the world, it used to be a song, the girl can't help it. The girl can't help. Now it's back in the fifties and sixties, forties. God can't help it. God can't help it. Let me tell you something. God's so in love with you, He's done give you everything He's got. It ain't nothing He has. Ephesians one three said He's already blessed you with every blessing that heaven itself enjoys. Everything heaven's got, you got. Jesus said he had the wealth of God. When did he have it? Right here in this earth. Why? Because he knew if God had it, he had it. If God's got unconditional love, no strings attached. You know what strings is? Well, if you, if you do this, I'll pull your string. Now, if you do that, oh, I'll sure pull it on that one. Oh, and if you don't hold your mouth just right, oh, I'll jerk both of them. See? See how ignorant that is? That's dumb. You know that's where the body of Christ, your brother and sister's at? And that's sad. See, you can't, you can't be what God wants you to be without you understanding how much He loves you. How much He's in love with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me while we're close. First John, two or three books over. James, Peter, and then Second Peter, and then John, First John four. Praise God. Ben, I'm gonna I'm go a little long this day because I want this all on that CD up there. Because I don't want to have to preach the rest of it next Sunday. I want you to get the CD and go over this stuff. Go over it till it burns in you. Go over it till you get so happy and so thankful, man, that you can have a part. You know, I was reading one time where Jesus, he's standing up preaching and said, as he preached, he rejoiced in spirit. King Jimmy version. I read another translation. It said, as he preached, he just twirled about with reckless abandon. He's so excited, he blessed God, went to dancing. Bless God, he's happy. Ain't nobody wants to follow a sad sack. Bless God, we ought to be the happiest people on earth. We ought to be so wild-eyed, enthusiastic 
the most radical people in the world. My God, God's given us the kingdom. Well, how am I gonna get there? Well, I tried to believe. Well, quit, quit trying, trying to believe anything. Just quit that. Quit trying to believe God for a healing. Quit trying to believe him to bless you. Well, I'm giving to get blessed. No, bless God, he's already blessed. Believe in the unconditional love. Believe in what he's already done. Believe in what he's already given you an inheritance. It's in the kingdom of God. It's yours now. 1 John 4, 10. Herein is love. Herein is love. Where is it? Not that we love God. See, people quote Old Testament say, well, God said uh, 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 to love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. You ever heard preachers preach that? That's not what he said. Well, ain't we supposed to love? Yeah. But how come you're supposed to love? Because you understand how much he loves you. Now listen to him. Here is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Here is love. What? Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Sent his son to be a propitiation for our sin. 11 verse. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. God, what did he do? Beloved, if God so loved, he's so much in love. Can you feature that? Let me tell you something. Let me get this personal with you. I like being in love. I like that feeling I have when I'm in love. That's why I don't, we don't carry on no strife. Argument and all that kind of stuff. I'm in love. Do you understand that? Do you know when that woman loves me, that fuels my fire. That makes me want to buy her something pretty. Do you understand that? God so loved you. He's already bought you something pretty. He's already given it to you. Not only your forgiveness of sins, that's handled, but he's given you the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Galatians. 2 Corinthians and Galatians, the fifth chapter. I can quote it. Galatians, the fifth chapter, uh, fourth verse. Christ has become of no effect unto you, Galatians. How come? Ain't done you no good. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, what is he talking about? Well, ain't we supposed to keep the Ten Commandments? Aren't we supposed to do this? Aren't you supposed to do that? Now listen to him. Christ become no effect to you, whosoever you are justified by the law. You don't fall, fall from grace. You don't fail. Unconditional love can't do you no good. Can't do you a bit of good. Fifth verse. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness, by faith. See, you've got to believe in your righteousness by faith. Sixth verse. For Jesus is neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. It ain't by the law, not by what you've done, not what you've committed. What is it by? Not of uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. 
My faith's got to be in His love. Let me put it like this. Faith or charity. Charity is love in action. That word love there is agape means God's in love. How much God has already loved you and sent Jesus Christ to an old rugged cross who was dead, died, crucified, buried, went into hell, died for you, paid for every sin, but he's been raised out of that now. Do you know that he raised you up and seated you in heavenly places in Christ? Well, I'm trying to get there. Well, you a flop. You're trying to do something to please God. You're trying to work for your salvation. See, under the law, they had to report to the priest once every year and say out loud, I am a sinner. I have killed a goat and a calf, and here's the blood, hallelujah, and the blood would cover their sin for a period of one year. Next year, they had to come back and do the same thing, and it kept them a reminder that they were old sinners. See, we brought that over into Christianity and said, you old sinner saved by grace. Well, that's the biggest lie ever been put on Christianity. Not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. God does not see you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you in Christ. He ain't nothing covered your sin. The blood didn't cover your sin. It didn't atone for your sin. It totally redeemed you from sin. It annihilated even it annihilated your sin to the point that it went clean to the heart of man and annihilated the old man. You don't have an old man. He's killed, died, and buried. You're a new creation, never been touched by sin. You ain't a sinner. You're a saint of God. You're a son of God. As many as received him, gave he power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn back, oh, well, because of time, uh, 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 uh. turn with me to Luke, the 12th chapter. Turn to Luke, the 12th chapter. Luke 12, 31. Hallelujah. Praise God. Luke 12, 30. Y'all getting anything out of this today? Man, we ought to walk in this. How am I going? He said, listen, he said, I want you to love people. How? As. As what? As I've loved you. See? Well, I'm trying to love it. You know, I'm trying to love her, but you know, it's a hard thing. I'm trying to, but I'm telling you right now, man, she'd make Jesus Christ cuss. See, it's always, you know, love don't, don't, don't take account of suffered wrong. Bless God, I can love you just like Jesus Christ as. We'll look at that in just a minute. Let me read you Luke 12, 31. Jesus said, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. Why? And all these things will be added to you. 32nd verse, fear not, little flock, for it is your good it is the Father's good pleasure to do what? Give you the kingdom. Well, he's going to give it to you one day. One of these days, the sweet by and by. No, right now, in the mean now and now. Right now. Well, that's hard to believe. Why? 
This is red letters in my Bible. I, you know, I'd hate for anything to think Jesus thought I thought he was lying. It's his good pleasure to do what? Good pleasure to give you. Give is present tense verb. Huh? He didn't say, it's his good pleasure. He's going to give you the kingdom one day. That ain't what he said. Can you say amen? Praise God. Not going to give, but now. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans, the eighth chapter. Now, let me show you about this God we're talking about. The God that's already extended His love. Romans 8, chapter, 35th verse. When you get it, shout amen. amen. Have y'all got it? 35th verse. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, who's going to separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as written for, for thy sake, we're killed all the day long, we are counted sheep for the slaughter? No, N-A-Y, that's horse talk for no. Nay. You understand that? No. No, in all these things, we're more than a conqueror. How? Through him that loved us. How am I a conqueror? Through him, knowing how much he loved me. Knowing how much he sent Jesus to the cross. Knowing how Jesus took my sin on the cross, my sickness, my failure, took it and descended into the very prison house of suffering. Stayed under the hand of God's judgment three days and three nights until God said it is enough. Is it all right if God said it's enough? Well, that's enough to handle the whole deal. If God thinks it, won't you agree with it? Huh? Well, I messed up so. Well, I don't doubt you're going to mess up again. I'm the only one I know that don't ever have to use 1 John 1, 9. I'm next thing to perfect. Except for lying, you know, other than that. All right, listen to him. Nay, and all these things more comfort through him that loved us. Now listen to it. 38th verse. 38. You know what, 38? That's what killed Jesse James. 38. For I am persuaded. Now listen to him. Red letters. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, nor heights, depths, or any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. You know, sin can't separate you. Nothing can't separate you. Failure cannot separate you from God. Heights, depths, no creature, no devil, no man, no nothing can separate you from the love of God. Well, he won't be pleased if I do that. Well, I ain't pleased if you do that either. That ain't got nothing to do with God. God don't change. He's in love, folks. Let him buy you something pretty. Let him do what he says in his word. Let him give you the kingdom. Neither heights, death, nothing, nothing, nothing. No sin, no failure, nothing. See, in the kingdom of God's unconditional love. 
He wants you to know that he became sin. He wants you to know. He said over there in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, 23rd verse, listen to me. You need to write it down. He said, for we have come to the judge of all. How many know God's done judged you? Well, when you get before heaven and he opens a book, why, that's the biggest lie ever. Got folks scared to go to heaven, afraid God's going to open the book on it. See, whether you've been naughty or not, that's Santa Claus, folks. That ain't God. When he opens a book, he's going to find your name written in the Lamb's book of life and say, my God, I appreciate you. What did I do, Lord? You got born again. Hallelujah. You told one old wino about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. See, he wants you to know Hebrews 12, 13 said, you've come to the judge of all and he's unjudged you. Write it down, write it down because you need to read it about a thousand times and, and say, Lord, give me a revelation on it. Said, you've come to the, you've come to the judge of all and to spirits of just men made perfect. Do you know you've been made perfect in God's sight? God's the one made you. You can't improve on God. You can't be a good fella and a goody-goody. That's religious junk. Well, I'm trying to do the best I can. I had a fellow tell me the other day, he said, well, I'm trying to do better. I said, well, you're a full-blood restored failure. You need to know what God... Yeah, you ought to live good. Yeah, you ought to... Uh, 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 do things right. But I believe what God has done for us, when you see how much he loves you, that'll make you want to live right. If it don't make you want to live right, ain't nothing can help you. You need another dip, maybe a dip of Levi Garrett or something. Good chew off a plug of brown mule or something. Something needs to help you because God can't. See, you got to understand. I got to understand how much he loves me for my faith to work right. Faith worketh by how much he's in love with you. Faith worketh by his unconditional love. Faith worketh, how does it work? By God loving me so much he gave his only begotten son. If I can believe anything, God is God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. He said, you know, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not things. But what is it? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Word joy there is the same word as grace. Righteousness, peace, and God's unconditional love. What's the kingdom of God? We got a kingdom that operates one way. His system, unconditional love. You ever got on a Ferris wheel? Well, I put my faith in there. I buy me a ticket. Here's my ticket. I get that man. I get on. My faith gets my hold on that Ferris wheel. But something bigger than me takes over. God's unconditional love. And you can't get me off of it. Huh? I keep my ticket punched. Every time it stops, punch it. I got a ticket to ride. I got a ticket to ride, folks. Amen. Ride the love of God. Ride in the arms of love. Ride on the wings of God. 
Praise God. Praise God. Colossians 1.13 said, You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. One translation said, You've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Another translation said, You've been translated into the kingdom of His Son, who is the embodiment of His love. You're in the kingdom of love. It works one way. You understand it. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, out of the Amplified Bible, said, let every one of you do, everything you do be done in love, true love to God and man, as inspired by God's love for you. How you like that? Let everything you've done be in love to your wife, your children, to your boss man, that mean fellow that don't like you. Huh? Yeah, but you don't know what he done. I've done had all I can stand of it. I've took all I'm going to take. Let every day be inspired. What's going to inspire me? As the love God has for me. See, you can't operate in love unless you know how much he loves you. See, he said you, you're supposed to love as he loved you. Praise God. Turn with me. Let's... Let's read one more scripture. We'll close. Uh, John 13. Big John 13. 1334. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 1334. New commandment. New commandment. I thought they had that in the old. They did. If you it said love your neighbor as yourself, but that ain't what he said. A new commandment I give you that you love one another. How? As I've loved you. How can I operate in the love of God? How much does God love you? How much does He love you? How much does He want all your dreams to be fulfilled? Well, man, I lost all them as a young man. I quit dreaming of that. I quit thinking, man, God wants you to fulfill your dream. You ain't too old. Man, Abraham, 100 years old before he had a child. The child of promise. He tried to work it out. Had Ishmael. He said, this child of promise. He's 100 years old. Sarah's 90. See, God counted him righteous. He was not righteous. How did he count him right? Because he operated in faith. He believed God. He believed in the love of God. God so loved him. He accepted God's deal. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen to him. A new commandment I give you that you love one another as, as, in the same way, same condition, I have loved you, that you love one another. 35th verse. By this all men shall know that you're my disciples. How? If miracles follow you? Signs and wonders? What? By this all men shall know you my disciples if you have love one for another. How are folks going to know you're a Christian? Huh? Well, I belong to the First United. Well, good. I pay my tithes. That's you. Well, I'm a giver. 
I help people. I help feed the hungry. That's you trying to please God. You know, your faith needs to be in how much God loves you. How much God loves you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Romans 1.7 says, Beloved of God. You know what, beloved? How many of you ever, how many of you read, ever read any Robert Browning? Huh? He wrote to his beloved. You ought to read some of them poems he wrote to a natural woman in this world before he married her. Man, he wrote all the beautiful poems about how much his beloved. And like he, he man, to hear him tell it, that she's the most beautiful things ever lived. How many know you're God's beloved? You're God's beloved. He wants you to know how much He loves you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're in the kingdom and the kingdom's in us. Praise God. Let me read one more scripture. I was going to close, but I need to read one more. Ephesians, the second chapter. Praise God. Ephesians 2. We got a little more time on that CD, don't we? Okay. Ephesians, second chapter. Uh, look in fourth verse. But God, who is rich, how many know you God's rich? What's he rich in? Mercy. For his great love, wherein he loved us. He don't just love you, he got great love. Fifth verse. Even when you was dead in sins, hath quickened or made you alive together with Christ by grace you say, sixth verse, and has raised you up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amplified, say, raised you up to the heavenly sphere. And we know you're in the heavenly realm now. One translation said, to share his place of honor in the supernatural world, the kingdom of heaven. You're in the kingdom right now, and it works one way. Now, if you don't receive the love of God, you're always going to get trying to get him to do what he's already done. You always be praying for something that you cannot get an answer to because you're trying to get it prayed in instead of believing God's already brought it in. That's faith. I got faith in the love that he has for me. How God so loved. How God be loved. How God's in love with you. Praise God. Stand up on your feet. Praise God. Praise God.